Hi everyone, this is Uni. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Unique Paradigms podcast. Welcome to our discussion. Glad to get back on the mic to continue all of our discourse. Thank you for being patient as we prep for season two. Currently, I'm submerged in a research study focusing on the relationship between entrepreneurial intention, self-efficacy, professional identity, and authentic leadership among small business owners. This will be a correlational study. The discourse is primarily focusing on the entrepreneurial experience. Also, I seek to highlight the variance of these experiences throughout different communities of practice. I seek to explore the intricacies that we as business owners face. Also, the influence of intersectionality race, and identity. Our next season will bring some difficult conversation and also bring forward experiences that I've encountered as a board member for the city of Peoria here in Arizona, where I am actively promoting diversity in our community and using art as a medium and a platform. So the process of of submerging yourself and being a part of diversity, equity, and inclusion and belonging. It does involve aspects of critical race theory. Here in the United States, that is a very emotional topic for many people throughout many states in the country. So I'm ready for the discourse. Our next season will bring forward a lot of these experiences, and I look forward to having this open conversation and discourse with you all. So I'm ready for the next year for a deeper dive into the efforts of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging throughout our corporate environments, as well as our community environments. I look forward to hearing all of your insights and your feedback. Be sure to keep up with us on our socials as well. I'll be posting and chronicling throughout this entire journey. Have a safe and wonderful holiday season, and I look forward to talking to you all soon in the new year. Take care.
I most recently had an encounter with a media influencer where they mentioned the usage of West Indian by Indo-Caribbeans was incorrect. And it wasn't a matter of who was right or wrong, but to hear the perceptions of aspects of identity are incorrect from influencers who are non-experts of culture and community, it can be disconcerting when we consider dimensions of identity and the effects that stem from the media. Identity can mean either a social category in the sense of personal identity, but this is where we can see conflict. To proclaim that one is not West Indian as an Indo-Caribbean because it predates Indian arrival as a reason, it is incorrect. It does suggest an opposing category as non-Caribbean, so more discourse is needed, especially when we want to be inclusive and equitable. The achievements of paradigms such as intersectionality can extend into diasporic communities to help explain how fields of power operate and interact to produce hierarchies in our community. Specifically, the elaborations of intersectionality help to refine various complex identities and how they interact with legal structures. Kimberly Crenshaw published two classic works, Devising and Conceptualizing Intersectionality. It represented significant areas of theoretical, political, power, and a methodological contribution where we can see power and identity and the complexities surrounding that and how they also interrelate. It offered a framework where we can have a system of analysis and recognize the contingencies through where we have power struggles and subordinations of groups. So Crenshaw's research in this context of feminism, it helped to deepen the understanding of the existing movement of categories. Much of that research did prompt the reconceptualization of political interventions. And that's my purpose of having this conversation is analysis can at least give us a more substance of where we should explore, where we can find deficiencies. Having a lens that is inclusive requires a forum where discourse can occur throughout global and scholarly communities. And such collaboration and research has addressed differences and perceptions among generations in the diasporic lens. When we look at differences between generations who migrated as adults, younger generations, those that were raised in diaspora, those that were born in diaspora. So there is a, vi- a variance of the use of theories, methodologies that influences how researchers conceptualize these theories. And I'm very much an advocate of diversity in research because it widens this perspective. And we can see areas such as cultural identity 
and how I feel it's most appropriate when we consider the Indo-Caribbean diaspora. A collective identity among Indo-Caribbeans also illustrates different patterns of diasporic identity and a shared cultural identity. And if we were to investigate the aspects of identity further, according to David Winterstein, when we consider the different forms of identity that allows cultural identity form, he describes four types of cultural identities, nested or embedded identities, conceived or concentric circles, marble cape or mixed identities where the components are inseparable at different levels and they influence each other, cross-cutting or overlapping identities, separate or exclusive identities. So the first axis is the inclusion, a set of attributes that an individual uses to communicate with a group. The second is the exclusion or the ensemble means which the the group differentiates itself from others. The third defines itself as a point of identification with the culture's value system. And the fourth axis is related to space, which, which really helps to associate a cultural group to a particular area or territory. And Winterstein claims that the fact that each identity is maintained around a unique set of constantly evolving attributes illustrates the identity process as negotiated by that particular group. And it does bring forth a necessity of examining identities within their specific context. So within these four axes, the cultural norms are implied and the meanings that work together to create the phenomena known as cultural identity. Separate from this context, it would be impossible really to explore the influences that are common to a group's unique social status or position. But understanding the process and its complexities is important and how that influences and changes a person's identity. So if we were to accept that cultural identities are negotiated along these four axes, inclusion, exclusion, time, and spatial continuity, understanding the roles played by language and media in negotiating this requires that we ask how these various elements take hold, how they evolve, how they fade out over a period of time. So diaspora communities share a need for identity and connection to a homeland as a collective identity. Historically, we can even explore the status of West Indian immigrants during post-colonization periods to assess their relationship through correlational analysis. 